back on another episode of the MT Sports Show. And I do have to apologize. Last week, I kind of sounded like I was under the weather a little bit. That's because I was, but I didn't, I didn't say anything because the show must go on. So I kind of just uh, got through that episode last week. And it probably wasn't one of the best episodes we've had. Um, kind of disappointed, but we're back here now. And on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit recruiting more. Um, and the question I want to ask, Tyler, do recruiting stars matter? Do, do the rankings matter? It's a big question. Like, it always comes up into a conversation. And a lot of fans talk about it. A lot of fans talk about it. They get upset because, like, Michigan might not get a recruit that's high in the in the stars rankings. And they get mm-hmm. upset. So I'm, ask, I'm asking you, does, does do stars really matter? Uh, I don't – I guess to an extent – I know we talked about those last week. Um, and I, not, I not, to an ex, not to an extent. We've talked about well, it very, very well. I know minimal. we have. But I know, but, I mean, I kind of waffle back and forth because I know last episode I talked about, you know, I really don't think they matter. So I guess it really uh, – I mean, you can, get, you can get anyone, you know, personally to fit your system, and it, it depends on, you know, if they're fit for your system – or how can they develop better in your system? The, I mean, I don't think the stars matter. But then, then again, I feel like, you know, if you get to top, like, let's say Rashawn Gary, for instance, you know, he was a highly talented, you know, recruit coming out of New Jersey. And then, you know, he fit perfectly in the Michigan system. You know, that was a huge win for us. And, you know, and, you know, we expect, you know, being Michigan, one of the blue bloods, you know, to have them get um, – all these, you know, big stars and all that, but, you know, Michigan's been on the downside of, you know, not getting these four, five stars lately. Because, you know, we haven't been really winning the big games like we should. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, my opinion is um, I do think stars do matter when it comes to winning. But there's, it's always that, it's always that, you know, binary, like, question. You know, it's either this or that. It's, some people think that you can't just be in the middle on it. You either have to say it stars do matter or they don't matter. And what I've said a lot of times, and I always thought that it doesn't really matter so much, but it matters more to the the coaching staff um, when they're looking for a kid to fit their system. But it matters doesn't matter to the kids that are being ranked by these services. They don't they don't necessarily care about being, you know, the 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 five stars or four stars. They just want to be the be the best, whether that's, you know, being a four star or five star or whatever. They they really I feel like they don't look at that kind of stuff, in my opinion. I don't I, I think they if someone's looking down on them on their game, they just want to go out there and prove them wrong. But it mm-hmm. seems to me that like a lot of a the NFL draftees are four or five stars. I mean, you do have some three stars in there um, and stuff like that. Um, but like you said, Tyler, they they might go to a good system and they're able to excel at a good system in college that mm-hmm. makes them stand out. So, um, you know, coaches, they just have a knack for finding players that fit their systems. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, sometimes right. Players just don't work out in college, and uh, I'm I do apologize for the confusion. Um, anybody that's listening, um, you might think that hey, 
Um, you know, is he on the fence or is he not? In my opinion, stars do matter, but it's not so clear and cut, um, you know, right. when, when it comes to that. So, um, but some people want to throw the argument out that, you know, stars do matter. Look at Alabama. They win national championships with five-star players. You know, they mm-hmm. they put players in the NFL, and those guys are technically usually five stars. Maybe they don't get drafted in the first round, maybe the second right. round. But, I mean, um, you know, Alabama, I think, what, this past year, they had, what, Jonathan Allen, Marlon Humphrey, Jeff in the first round. The first, yeah, first round, Ruben Foster. So I think, no, I, I, think I had like 12, twelve players go first round. Yeah, that was no. this is um, this was last year. The one Jabril Peppers last year, after yeah. last year, not this. Yeah, um, okay. yeah, that's that's in the same amount of players. So um, you look at OJ Howard. OJ Howard was a five star. I'm just dating back to this this past, not this draft, but the two years sure. last year. Um, he was a five. He was a five star. Jonathan Allen was a five star. Ron mm-hmm. Humphrey was a five star. Um, so, you know, you look at those guys and they're they're Ruben Foster, five star. Um, right. So, um, you know, like Jabril Peppers, five star. I mean, you know, things are things are done on a they're done on offense and defense. So, um, Alabama knows how to get the right players. For their system, man, it's crazy mm-hmm. how they do it. Um, you know, someone someone once told me that Alabama runs seven and eight man rotations down there. Yeah. So they're yeah. always constantly getting players in and out, in and out. And um, I think this recruiting, as far as recruiting from Michigan compared to California or Florida, it's I think it's different. The players from Michigan compared to California and Florida or Texas. I mean, you. And you see the players down in Texas. I mean, it's football down there is, you know. It's huge down here. Yeah. I mean, they spend a lot of money on football down there. Um, their stadiums mm-hmm. are are big. Um, Ridiculous. Are big, but but I, I in my in my opinion though, I think when it comes to the recruiting thing, I think fans are kind of they get upset too quick, like. <laughs> Some some Michigan fans are they jump to conclusions really quick. Like they mm-hmm. they like they like to you know almost beat a dead horse on some things. And I'm not calling out names. I don't I don't really want to do that. Um, it's not really my place to do that. And but they like to I guess make things bigger than they really are. So I think some fans just be just need to see how things play play out. Um, this year, I, I could definitely see fans saying, you know, if they get upset, if something doesn't go right this year, I can understand there's so much talent that they have come back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your what's your take on um, the recruiting as a whole, and what's your take on, take on some fans getting uh, upset about things? Um, my take on fans getting upset with things, I mean, I can understand, you know, as myself and your, yourself as being fans, you know, um, of the agony of, you know, hey, you know, we brought we brought these players in, you know, and then we can't win big games. We can't beat Michigan State. We can't beat Ohio State. We can't, we can't get to the Big Ten Championship, you know, and, you know, we have this 
we had this high standard at Michigan, you know, once they brought Harbaugh, you know, like, oh, we're going to contend for a Big Ten championship. You know, we're going to contend for a playoff spot. You know, we're going to beat Michigan State. We're going to beat Ohio State. We have not done that yet. And so I can see our fans being very, you know, impatient with that, with all the talent that we have coming in and the players recruiting. And some fans are asking, like, why, why are we recruiting this guy? Why didn't we get this guy and all this? So I can see them being very impatient. I mean, I'm starting to lose patience right now. I mean, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I honestly think this this is Harbaugh's make or break year. Like, with the talent that he has and with the quarterback he has coming in from Ole Miss, there should be no excuses for us not to contend for a Big Ten championship, Not no excuse for us to beat Michigan State, no excuse for us not to beat Ohio State with the talent that we have coming back and with the quarterback that we have coming in. So um, I can understand why, you know, fans are getting the way they are. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at Jim Harbaugh, I mean, I guess that brings us to the next topic. topic. Uh, you know, recruiting, it's like I'm going to say this, on this last time I'm going to say about recruiting, uh, we'll jump into our next topic since we're talking about Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Um, the reason why Alabama and those guys are able to recruit so well is one and two reasons. They're down south. Right there, it's it's very hard for Midwest teams to recruit players like that of that caliber. And I, Ohio State's a good exception because they've won they've won big games, and Meyer knows how to recruit. Um, and the the second thing is, um, you know, they they win. I mean, how, how do you say no to a program that's won? I mean, they get good running backs, they get good wide receivers. Um, you know, they they just they know how to get things done, man. And uh, it's been a it wasn't always like that before uh, Saban got there. But um, you know, they just know how to get things done. But um, you know, jumping into this situation with Jim Harbaugh, um, you really got a split case of a lot of people. Some people are just don't really want to see any more losing happen, and other fans are, you know, a little bit more patient. So where are you at right now? Um, Jim Harbaugh's record at Michigan um, is 28-11. Um, you know, he's 18-8 and conference record, um, and he's 1-2 he's in bowl games. So, and what's your take, what's your take on uh, Harbaugh's performance this, this far as uh, head coach of Michigan? Uh I think I'm a little bit on the fence with the whole Harbaugh situation. Um, you you touched on it. You know, he's 28 and 11 in his three years, 18 and 8 in the Big Ten. But the biggest the biggest one that everyone you know focuses focuses on is he's one and five against the rivals. That's including Michigan State and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He's one and two yeah. in bowl games. Yep. Uh, third year, um, no, no big has a contend for a Big Ten championship. Always finished middle of the pack. Um, hmm. He uh, if he doesn't perform, I feel like I said I think this is his make or break year. Um, he has, do you feel like you do feel like it is his make or break year? I think so. With uh, with hmm. Shea Patterson coming in, um, if he doesn't. If he doesn't win with him coming in, then I feel like, you know, something's going to happen. I don't know what, 
I'm, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Michigan, you know, they're going to be loyal to him, but something's going to have to change. Like, something's really going to have to change if he does not, you know, beat Michigan or Ohio State this year with the talent that we have on our roster with the addition of Shea Patterson. Um, See, that's where yeah. we – I think that's where we kind of dip from, Tyler. I don't – I don't think this is Harbaugh's make or break a year, but I, I did text you the question over here uh, yesterday. It was uh, I, I kind of noted, "Hey, Jim Harbaugh on the hot seat?" Question mark. And I, I said that jokingly because it's always a it's always a thing in sports where they say a question mark after you know a, you know asking a really funny question that probably is not really true. But um, I don't think Jim Harbaugh's really. On the hot seat, I don't think it's his make or break it year. I think he's got a lot, a lot of people behind him, and he's got a lot of talent. And I think that he kind of messed up with some of the hires that he made. Um, now it'll be interesting to see if the hires that he did make this off season will be interesting to see if those will, you know, pay dividends. Um, a lot of fans are upset that some of the staff that he hired hired they aren't recruiting like <laughs> they should be, but um, that's recruiting. So, um, but it, they did hire Jim McElwain. Um, you know, they did, they did hire. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know, he did hire Ed Warner and he's, his name speaks for itself. He's, um, he just put, what's his name? Um, Billy Price. Um, offensive alignment into the NFL. Did he get drafted by the Bengals in the first round this year? I think. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so right after, right after Lions I think, drafted Frank Raganow. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I think that he is going to be the he's going to be the biggest. He's going to be have a lot of people are going to be have their eyes a lot on him. Um, this this season and not so much Jim Harbaugh. That's my opinion. Um, you know. Well, I mean, I don't. Everyone, you know, cause, because because the, the offensive the offensive line was what you know really had everything. You know. Yeah. Not so good last year. Um, you know. Right. Three three quarterbacks go down to um, and injuries essentially. So. Those things you can't help. I mean, injuries happen. You know, but. I just feel like they do. I feel like you know his seat's warm, like you know yeah. three years, you know three years. You yeah, know, but you haven't. But Ty Tyler, Tyler, what, did did the one you, and five against your rivals? I know, but I mean, look at look at the. I'm not, I'm not. I think he does need to. Jim Harbaugh does need to beat Michigan State. I don't think that. Yeah, the the talent that Michigan's getting, and I think that. There's no question he should be, be able to be Michigan State. Now, Ohio State, that's a little bit of a different story. Um, you know, I think he should be able to at least, you know, beat Ohio State at least once, and he's come close. Okay. And I know there's no moral victories in football. There's no moral victories in football or sports. So there's not like something, hey, well, we played this good. Now, you know, we have something to, you know, beat off them. Well, there's no really moral victories in football. But – I will say this, since we're, you know, since that was the past, that was last year, and we can only move forward to 2018, but I will say this, though, that Jim Harbaugh is a quarterback away from beating 
Ohio, Ohio State, Michigan State last State last year, Wisconsin last year. It, it seems like there's so, been so much bad luck with, with uh, Arbaugh. And uh, I think he, the problem with him is he, he did kind of play a little bit the loyalty game with, you know, Wilton Spate and things like that. Um, but who else was he supposed to go to, I guess, in that situation? Uh, you know, right. John O'Quinn definitely wasn't getting it done, even though he had a somewhat decent game against Purdue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, the games that he's lost against his rivals have been really close. And, you know, if he gets over the hump in some of those games, it's, hey, hey, you know, people are changing their tune a little bit. But I, I will agree with you, Tyler. Though. I, I think he does need to beat his rivals. I don't think he has, you know, really any business losing to um, Michigan State and Ohio State. I think he should be able to beat those teams at least once or twice in his, since he's been there, um, mm-hmm. you know. So it's 2018 is going to be – they have a lot of talent coming back. We're going to see if that uh, – if we can get back on the winning ways. <clears throat> Hopefully we can. I mean, right now Michigan has the toughest schedule in 2018. They're toughest, but – yeah, they're toughest. But, I mean, um, did you really – I don't know why people were so surprised that Michigan went 8-5 eight and five last year. I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get like, why people are so surprised that Michigan went 8-5 and five last year and people are ready to sit here and, and just say, I'm done. Because uh, you, had, you, had, you had how many starters from the previous year go to the NFL – you lost right. your you lost your leading listen listen to me you lost your leading wide receiver Tariq Black and I'm not making excuses I'm just saying that these are no. these aren't excuses these are these are the, this is the truth they they lost Tariq Black their their tackle positions you know weren't weren't helping out the quarterback at all um, and that didn't really that didn't really play into to Michigan's um, favor especially when it comes to the wide receivers. You know the wide receivers were trying to run NFL schemes out there. The, the, the offensive line was trying to run NFL schemes out there. Um, that's really very difficult for, for some young players to do. Um, so there was a lot of things that didn't go right for Michigan. And uh, I think at the end of the day, me and you, Tyler, we can agree that they do, do need to beat those teams. But they didn't have a lot of misfortunes last year resulting in an 8-5 and five record, um, you know, what it could have shut it, right? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I last year I, I saw them, you know, definitely, you know, having a nine-win season. But that was, mm-hmm. that was you know, that was de- that was after the whole 19-point collapse in the, in the second half against South Carolina. <clears throat> and that's how they ended up. Anyway, did, did, you, did you think that they were going – did you think they were going to have nine wins? I, before the season started, I thought they were gonna. I thought they, were, yeah, I thought they were gonna beat, you know, whoever they played in the bowl. And I thought, they well, were I mean, I'm just, I'm just talking that. Yeah, so like before the season started, you thought they'd get at least nine wins, no matter what. Yeah, because you know our quarterback was, our quarterback play was suspicious. Well, do you think it's because of the quarter, quarterback play, or do you think it's because they lost so many starters? I got one. I got one. Or, or both. Uh, uh, both. And, you know, we lost. Yeah. Uh, well, we lost fourteen starters from the year before, prior to last season. Is that correct? I think most of my most of my defense. I think like 
most of them defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. well, I mean, our last year's defense was, you know, was damn good. You know, for losing that much. You know, you know, I want to talk. Talent. I want to talk about. I want to talk about that. I know Michigan's defense was third ranked in the country last year in defense, and they were. Don't get me wrong, Michigan's defense was was great last year, but but me and you talked about this in previous podcasts. That defense did get tired and and yeah, games. It did because they they were they were they were a young defense, and you kind of seen the inexperience show up in some games where mm-hmm. the inexperience the inexperience and fatigue showed up in some games where it you know. They that defense was not like the 2016 defense. That 2016 no, defense was, was not. There's a lot of game. There's a lot of games where they would literally save save the game, and there were a couple of games they couldn't. But um, you know. And that, if you that, and if you look, and if you if you looked at at that inexperience with that defense last year, they def, mm-hmm. they like you said they were tired and they got tired when it came to running quarterbacks, a JT Barrett, you know, a Dwayne Haskins. You know, out of nowhere, Michigan State's quarterback started running against us. Uh, Trace McSorley and, of course, Saquon, you know. They were just gashing us. Yeah. That defense, they were, it was making them tired. Like, we had no spy or anything. They were just making plays with their feet. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, would, you, would you say that you – I mean, I know we're kind of, you know, like we're what? 120 days off from the opener against Notre Dame. Another, mm-hmm. that's a lot of that's, just, that's a lot of time. Um, but would you say you're ready to? I guess would you say you're ready to buy in after all the things that you've seen, or do you kind of still need to say, hey, I need you, I need Michigan to go out there and just prove to me, or, or are you kind of are you just kind of like? Have you done that before in the past? You're like, I'm buying in, and then all of a sudden you get disappointed, or? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Um, I'm definitely not buying in. Um, I want them to go out there and prove. Um, and you know, obviously the first game is against Notre Dame. I want to see how the O line, you know, blocks, or what kind of schemes they're running if they're holding their blocks. Um, I want to see how Shea plays after being you know, having a year off in football and, you know, transitioning into a whole different, uh, you know, different system, essentially, yeah. system and definitely, you know, a different conference when it comes to, you know, SEC and Big Ten. Um, yeah. I want to see how he, he progresses. Definitely, like I said, you know, having a year off. And then I want to see how, you know, obviously how our wideouts, you know, run routes, if they can get off blocks, you know, yeah, and you know, be able to make catches and all that, and all that. So I, I'm still on. I'm still. I still want to see Michigan prove to me, you know, that this year that they will be a force to reckon with, especially on the offensive side, because last year our offense was just brutal. Brutal. But, yep. You know, yes. injuries and quarterback play. I can understand that, but you know, we have Shea coming in, so you know, he'd be able to make more plays for us. So I, I want them to prove to me this year. I can't disagree with that. I think many, many individuals want Michigan to just just prove it to um, them that they they can um, win games, and that's why some people aren't buying in, even though that there are fans that are like, oh, you know, say this and say that, and sometimes it gets. It's sometimes it's like, you know, you buy into it when it happens, 
when the big news happens and then then you're like, yeah, I don't know if it's because the football season is so far away and they're like, the, the patients, they don't want to wait for the season to start because they're like, they, they want to know what ha- they, they want to know what's going to happen. And I did post a, uh, a tweet on, on, uh, on Twitter and um, it got a, got a lot of comments from fans um, and, uh, you know, followers of, of myself. And I, you know, I, I said, I don't know, I don't know if he saw it or not, but um, the tweet said, um, against Notre Dame, I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Peters did run out on the field for just for one series, and the first mistake he makes, um, he would be pulled instantly, um, mm-hmm. and or I was thinking, or even if he doesn't make a mistake, maybe he just gets in there for the first series and. Uh, you know, and then, you know, Patterson would come right in after that like it was just, you know, designed that way. Um, but it did get a lot of comments and people were people were kind of like, you know, upset that I was saying that that Peters would be on the field. And I, I don't think it's unrealistic for anything to happen in sports. I do think Shea Patterson will be the starting quarterback for Michigan in 2018. But I, I wouldn't rule out Brandon Peters playing, you know, maybe a series in that Notre Dame game, um, you know, barring anything I crazy. And I think she, barring anything crazy, I think Shea, Shea Patterson will be the starter for Michigan. But, you know, you just can't can, rule out anything. But No, you can't. And, you know, you definitely can't rule out anything with Jim Harbaugh. But I, I can kind of see the logic with that, you know, having Peters come out. You know, he knows, he knows the system. He knows the book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another why I feel like, you know, maybe I could, maybe I do see him starting at least if not, if not one series, the game and he used that. I mean, he's going off a brutal game against South Carolina. I felt like that, that was his proven point. Yeah. But, um, since he knows, since he's been in the system, he knows, he knows all that. I can see him, you know, start the game, but. If you got a talented quarterback like Shea, you can't have him on. You can't have him on the bench for, for so. No, 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 no. You, I mean, yeah, that's what you kind of brought him in for. I mean, that's the reason why Shea Patterson is at Michigan right now is for, for, Michigan to get the quarterback that they wanted to mm-hmm. win win games. That's that's the only reason why they went after him because they saw something in him that said, "Hey, I think he can win big games for us." and you know, I I wouldn't be utterly shocked if if Brandon Peters ran out there, but at the same time, in my mind, I'm thinking this is it would wouldn't be anything that would be like, you know, crazy where he would start the whole game. Right. You know, I I know learning a new playbook and you know, I guess Brandon Peters would have Brandon Peters would have what two years essentially, two and a half years under yes. uh, that playbook, and mm-hmm. and uh, someone said I said Shea Patterson. Can Shea Patterson learn a new playback in four months? Well, someone said uh, yeah. he's been there for since December, and I yeah I understand that, but I mean right you know I mean the kid, I, I I understand that too. Uh, my the only the only I should say concern, but the only the only thing I have is that the kid's been off been off a football field, been you know has not played contact sport for years. So oh, yeah, r- roughly roughly a year, yeah. 
rough of the year. So he played. So I don't know. I don't know how how mentally. I'm sure he's mentally tough and all that, but I don't know how his where his mental state is, where his physical state is. You know, I don't know if he's stayed conditioned all sitting out. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, well, you know what? That that strength and conditioning program for Michigan is, I think, will get him up to where he needs to be. Um, but you know, you did say that he was he set out for a year, and he did play seven games last year at Ole Miss before going out with an injury against LSU, I believe. Yeah. So in in that in that season, what he played seven games, seven games he had seventeen touchdowns and and nine nine interceptions. So, I mean, not great, but not horrible either. Um, and that's in no. seven games. So say I what if he played in all twelve? You may have had what twenty two touchdowns and maybe thirteen and twelve interceptions, maybe. So I mean. Um, a quarterback like him is going to make mistakes. Um, oh yeah. But I was I, looking. I, at, I was look, I was looking at something interesting. Um, you know, and I know it's kind of hard to people want to don't want to compare Brandon Peters and Shea Patterson. But you look at Shea Patterson, and Brandon Peters. They were both in that same recruiting class um, in 2016, I believe. 2016, yeah. So they were in the same recruiting class. Um, I know Brandon. People are writing Brandon Peters off a lot because he looked he didn't look great at all in that bowl game. <laughs> um right. and I know and I don't like I said, I don't care who I, I'm gonna say this, I don't care who if you have Tom Brady back there, I don't care if you have Joe Montana Tana back there. Uh almost said Joe Montana. But um <laughs> but if your offensive line if your offensive line is not is not gonna help you. Um and there's other things that go with well why. I mean you can the, you can go, you know, since you brought that up, you can go and Andrew Lux route. Yeah. Colts had exactly. no offensive line. And look, he's been shelved. So, I mean, I mean, you can't – at least the 18-year-old kids, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but maybe, maybe, Tyler, maybe this brings back to the, the question, do, do stars matter? Do recruiting stars matter? Do – the five stars matter. Do the four stars matter? Do the stars matter that wins you national championships? Do they matter? If you look at your offensive line, I, I you know, I, I think that it might a little bit, but um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, like I said, it, or it's it, the coach, or it's the coaching. So it could be both, but like I said, I mean, it it just really comes down to whether you're three star, four star, five star. Do you fit the system that the coach has in place? at the school. How can you mm-hmm. make how can you make our team better, you know? That kind of mm-hmm. you know, that kind of situation. Yeah. Um I don't think that you just automatically you know, recruit a kid and say, Hey, uh you're a five star guy. Want, I, you're I just off alignment. Up, I just want to fill up a scholarship, you know. I I don't think that that's the way it's really done. I don't no. think Alabama Alabama recruits like that. I think when they recruit, they recruit because obviously oh, yeah. they need a they need, they need a position to fill. Obviously, oh, yeah. sometimes sometimes actually a lot of times Alabama does oversign players. But well, yeah, um, I mean, but I mean, it goes back to what you were saying. You know, they run seven eight man rotation. I mean, you can yeah. take out you could take out Tua and put it in the backup mm. and look what he did. So, I mean, yeah. 
mean, that's the thing. That's why they're so they're so successful, so successful doing that is because Urban Meyer or not Urban Meyer, Nick Saban's not afraid to just. I mean, he's a, such a genius. He does not. He's not afraid to do something, and he doesn't care. Right. He, if right. it doesn't work, he, whatever. If it, if it doesn't work, he, he, he takes his L. He takes his L and moves on. Yep. But if it works, he looks like a genius. And he's a genius. So. Exactly. Yes, he is. Um, I mean, you take out Jalen Hurts and you put in Tua, and Tua won the game for you. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's, that's why they, I mean, you know, over-recruit, which he's a genius. And that's the thing. That's the thing. He puts confidence in his in his guys. And he puts it in the in the right guys, and I think Jim Harbaugh never really he, know, he put the put Jim, put the confidence. He didn't. Really, go ahead. I was gonna say Jim Harbaugh. He 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 kind of takes the pressure off the kids and put it puts it on himself, which I I feel like that's a, just scale it back a little mean, bit, right? Yeah, scale it back. I mean, at, you know, you're in some situations you're at fault. You know, you don't always have to. You know, put it on the kids. You know, this is this is a team sport. You know, everyone's you know at fault when something doesn't go right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to see him scale it back. Mm-hmm. You know, I Tyler, I I, I think the the difference between uh, the quarterback situation at Alabama and the, all these other programs um, versus versus Michigan is, um, you know, in the past year or two. Um, is you know especially when we're talking about Brandon Peters and and uh, and Shea Patterson and a couple you know if we want to talk about a little bit a couple stats here you know I know we can't really compare the, the last year's uh, stats to Brandon Peters this year so I'm not gonna gonna go back to Shea Patterson's first year and Brandon Peters Peters first year I know they're kind of different the same things but you know Shea Patterson had six touchdowns three interceptions. And he was 72 for 132 in three games. Now, Brandon Peters this past year was 57 for 108, 52 or 672 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, and he had a QB passer rating of 113 compared to uh, Patterson's of 121. Um, and, you know, their completion percentage was 52 to 54, not too far apart. And, you know, I think I don't think Shea Patterson did that with a great offensive line talent either. So I think his uh, his tackles at, at Ole Miss weren't too much better than Michigan's. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't. I, he, I it was well noted that he had tackle problems when he was at Ole Miss. But again, he was able to make plays with his feet. What he does. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, those are those are very similar numbers. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, even last year, even last year's shape Hatch, I mean, I know you can even compare uh, Brandon Peters' year last year to Shea's uh, season this past year, seven games compared to, you know, four games. I think Brandon mm-hmm. Peters played, right? Or no, he played six games. I'm sorry. He played, yeah, six games, yeah. So, I mean. So, six games. You know, one game more than Brandon Peters. Not, and their their completion percentage, Shea uh, um, Patterson's was 63, and Brandon Peters was um, it was a 52. So, um, yes. and you know, they're close. 
you know, not too not too far apart. And I don't really – I think that's just kind of interesting. I don't think it really plays. No, I don't it, think it, it really matters. It, I don't, it, uh, it definitely is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Those stats don't really matter. Um, I just think it's going to be – I just feel like – I think I feel like it's kind of funny that people write Brandon Peters off automatically just because Shea Patterson's there. Um, when they were they're the same fans that are calling, they're saying, "Hey Shea, come on, Shea's our our guy now." Are the same fans that wanted Brandon Peters in? Same fans that wanted, you know what I mean? The, so yeah. Sport, sport, I, mean, I swear it, to I, I listen, listen. I swear, sport, not just Michigan football. I swear, sports. Every single sports is everywhere. like that. Every single, it's like. Once this one, once one guy messes up, like I'll bring him in or do this. It's it's a way, It's like that. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it it's epidemic. I mean, it just comes down to performance and winning. That's the basic thing. Yeah. Like exactly. I mean, if you're if, if you're a talented, you know, if you play for like one of the blue bloods, you know, say like Michigan, and you know you're the quarterback, you know, oh John Navarre was here, you know Tom Brady was here, you know. Henny was here, you know, all this, you know, they expect you to, you know, fill those shoes. But, I mean, it just yeah. comes to a time where it's a difference. You know, you have different systems. You have different playbooks. You know, the games have mm-hmm. changed. You know, if you look, if you basically look at, you know, all, most of the teams now, you know, they're running up-tempo, you know, high-speed, you, know, you know, the Oregon defense mm-hmm. or offense, I meant and all that, and, you know, and people want whoever they bring in, you know, they expect them to learn that and, you know, perform. But, I mean, it, it's just hard. It, it's just hard, especially football, especially when you got NFL coaches like a Jim Harbaugh, whoever, you know, basically preparing these kids, not not for life, but basically for the next level, you know, chase their dreams, you know, of playing in the NFL and all that, you know, learning the NFL scheme, the NFL way, and all this is just—it's just different. Yeah, um, college and NFL are two totally different monsters and two totally different mm-hmm. beasts, and you know the systems are are different, and uh, you know the the systems are different to an extent. I think you know, yeah. you know the defensive the defensive playbooks are probably. I mean, they're probably kind of – you can try to kind of transition your style of play or other playbooks into the NFL. Um, it's just playing against grown-ass oh, – grown-ass men out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a different story, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're trying to you're trying to lock down uh, – you know, I've seen a video with uh, Jordan Lewis and Dez Bryant. Uh, Jordan Lewis is trying to go up against Dez Bryant. And I thought it was kind of, kind of funny. But then again, I know kind of got who the kid Jordan Lewis is. You don't back down from nothing. Yeah. And exactly. I don't know. I don't know if you don't know what video I'm talking about or no. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Well, well it's a, you know, wasn't it in practice or something. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it. Yeah. It goes the same for. It goes the same for basketball. I mean, it's kind of like you know, Allen Iverson. He was only six foot. And you know, mm-hmm. look what he did in his prime. So, yeah. I mean, everything everything changes, you know. People expect these these young kids, you know, four-star, four five-stars or whatever, you know. If you play at the highest standard of a school like Alabama, Michigan, 
Ohio State or whatever, you know, they expect you to go out there and be the fire starter you were in high school. But going from high school to college, it's, it's, it's a different level, obviously. You know, they got to learn. Yeah. You know, practices are a little tougher. You got distractions. You, know, you got you get distractions, especially at colleges. You know that's oh, where yeah, the mental yeah. toughness comes into play. Stay away from so, the women. So. <laughs> stay away from the women. Just go to Paris. That's fine. Uh, no, I just said I just said that because because uh, girls get you in, get you in uh, not not trouble, but they'll they'll distract Any, you from the football, distract you from practicing football. Is what I'm saying. You know. You could you probably could just say hi to a girl and you get caught with a case. Well, I'm not even. I guess I don't know. No, 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 no comment. But um, no comment. Anyways, nah, it's I just, think it's I, just society nowadays. It's just, it's just tough, especially you know, I, I, an athlete. I, I mean, I I understand what you're saying. No, I don't understand what you're saying. Saying truly, like I don't. Truly, no, no, or feel what you're what you're saying, but yes, I kind of know what kind of wavelengths you're on right now. No, I no, I wasn't a five star athlete. That would be cool, but no, neither of us were. That would be cool too, right? Um, Exactly. You know, (laughs) but um, no, um, I'm gonna end it uh, here on this topic uh, before we jump to our last topic. um, Is I think that with Shea Patterson being there, either you know they changed the system. Or they keep the system the way it is and have Shea acclimate himself to the system that they already have, or try to change it to the best they can to fit make Patterson feel as comfortable as he is at Michigan. Um, and I don't know if they're going to do that, the RPO kind of thing, or or what. Now we heard some things about that, um, but I think seems, that that's what's going to happen. Seems but that's my take. Fitting. I, I I would love see, you know, some some type of RPO, you know, acclimated into into Michigan's offense, especially with the Shea, Shea Patterson, you know, with his athletic ability and all that. I would love to see some type of RPO. Do you think that would work a little bit better? I know, I know, uh, you know, Shea Patterson, he, he's got a cannon on him. He can throw the ball accurately, not all the time, but a lot of times he can. Sometimes he does make some mistakes, which any quarterback he can. But um, yeah. I think with Michigan's Michigan's offensive linemen, a lot of them guys are kind of as they're athletic guys that they like to get out on on counters and sweeps. And this is strays away from the old Michigan offensive line where they're just right. you know they're big, tough, and mean like you know Jake Long mm-hmm. and Taylor Lewan kind of guys. I mean Mike Martin, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Now, if you implement a system like that and you get these, you know, Shea Patterson out on, on sweeps and, you know, he takes the ball and, and just runs to his right or runs to his left and, and you know, throws the ball to, you know, sideline for five, ten yards. I mean, that's a play right there. You can get a, a first down and get the, the momentum in the game and mm-hmm. get the drive going. So, and it, with his offensive, off, the offensive line, uh, offensive line in, being more athletic, um, would that, do you think that's more ideal? I guess than rather than just um, sticking with just running at your running at your you know face, which they can still do. Do you think that's more realistic? Uh, or 
Yeah, yeah, with Shane there, yeah, I, I think that's more realistic. I mean, you really want to keep the defense guessing. So, I mean, if you if you have a Chris Evans, you know, a Higdon, and a Shea Patterson back there, you got three running threats, you know, the quarterback yeah. being one. So, I mean, you can obviously go any way you want. You know, you can obviously fake the sweep or fake the handoff and, you know, have Shea run out, get five to ten yards, mm-hmm. that's a win. You know, just, just build the momentum, you know, keep the defense guessing, and then, you can, you know, as soon as the defense is like, oh, you know, they're going to run here, you know, then obviously, you know, Shea can throw it over their head. So, I mean, yeah, I could, I could see that being realistic and working. Yeah, um, whether we see it or not. And I think if that, I guess, does happen, I, I wouldn't, I don't, honestly, Tyler, I don't think it's, I don't think it's unrealistic at all. And I don't be even really surprised at all if they do implement some sort of schemes or some sort of um, different, you know, plays to have him do some of those things. I'm not going to say they're just going to change the whole offense just for him. That seems kind of no, really not. seems kind of crazy they're, they would do that. But if they do that, you're going to have to have the the running backs um, able to block because I know I mean these, they're going to have defensive ends and linebackers and safeties coming up blitzes and. Nope. Shea's going to be, feel like he was back at Ole Miss running for his life again. Um, exactly. Oh, uh, I think but, someone, made a, um, someone made a joke Someone made a joke that, hey, Shea should be used to running for his life when he was at Ole Miss. He's going to come to Michigan and do the same <laughs> thing. He should be used to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what, it, basically what he was doing when he was playing. I was like, man, him and Johnny Manziel running for their lives. But Johnny this, Manziel this, made it more dramatic. <laughs> He, he did. I don't really. I think I would compare uh, Baker. I'd compare uh, Patterson more to Baker Mayfield a little bit more, just because he's a little bit bigger um, than uh, than Johnny Manziel is. But the thing that I would I say, there, say that think the thing with the Shea Patterson that impresses me the most. I know he does. He his accuracy is. He needs to work on that a little bit, but. A quarterback doesn't need to work on some things. I think that he's able he's able to throw the ball into some places that we haven't seen from any Michigan quarterback thus far, and um, you know maybe Joe Milton a little bit. I think Joe Milton he uh, he's impressive. He's 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 impressive from what I'm hearing. But um, time's coming. So yeah, I just. And I think he's got the tools. I think he's just so – he's got a lot, a lot of potential, and I think he can live up yeah. to it. But, um, anyways, Shea Patterson, he's I think he, he, he can – he has – him coming to Michigan, he has so much talent around him on the offense side of the ball. Yep. I, I, just, I just can't see any situation where if, 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 if the staff doesn't – or the, the, the staff and um, the coordinators don't – you know, they don't make good on this or they don't do good on this. You know, yeah, I guess you kind of kind of have to put it down on, on the staff maybe because you, you got all the talent in the world. You, you can't coach these kids up to, you know, make plays. And we said it's about execution at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But, um, is. you know, you're putting a lot of talent around Shea Patterson. And if he doesn't succeed, right. it's either on you or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. And, like you said, you know, it basically comes down to execution with all these players. And, you know, I feel like, you know, Jim Harbaugh and the staff, they're going to they're gonna keep they're gonna keep the players that they have. But, you know, they're going to – I feel like they're going to put some twists twist and something new in there, you know, just to help 
for just to help the players that we have get accustomed to, you know, their talent ability and all that, especially our quarterback play. And to and Tyler, and to maybe throw off, throw off some teams, throw off the other teams, you know, the teams that oh, yeah. Michigan Michigan's been struggling against too. I mean, I think that's exactly kind of you know kind of the point of it. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I feel like you know a little RPO. Well, you know, if we execute it right, you know, it will be effective. I mean, if you look at obviously, you know, and obviously. And that's another thing, you know, if they input, if they input, input a little RPO, you know, it, it will help our defense come down to when we face Ohio, Ohio State and Dwayne Haskins, you know, hey, you know, you know, they kind of run the same similar offense. You know, they got a, they got a dual threat quarterback who can throw and run, obviously, you know, and we, we're going to practice against ourselves, you know, get ready for, for their, you know, their kind of style. So I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of like a, kind of like a win-win, you know, if we implement a little bit of the RPO, you know, help our defense and obviously help our offense. Yeah, um, it's you know, the offense and the defense they run with each other. I know that there's different sides of the ball, but you know, when the offense is is doing good, and the defense doesn't have to, you know, be out there too much and. It's a mental thing too when the defense mm-hmm. is like, "I right, here we go again, here we go again," and you get tired. I don't care who yeah, you are. You, exactly. NFL grown men get tired um, in NFL. It's just it's the, name, it's the name of the game. You can be conditioned really well, but um, you know, it's uh, definitely got to change in that that aspect. Um, that gets us to our last topic of this podcast, Tyler, and it is breakout players. Um, go ahead and give me one of your breakout players or a player that you um, kind of expect people to, I guess, surprise people. Uh, I wrote down four, but I'll go ahead and I'll give you one. Give me, give me, um, give me two. All right. On the offensive side, I got Tariq Black. Um, obviously, you know, losing him last year was a huge void in our offense, especially on the outside. But I feel like, you know, with who's ever our quarterback, whether it's Shea or, you know, Peters, um, I feel like he's going to have a breakout year, you know, obviously missing a year. You know, we obviously seen what he can do for our offense in the Florida game before he got injured. Um, I just feel like, you know, he's going to break out this year. And then I know everyone <clears> – <throat> And on the defense side, I know everyone's talking about this. You know, everyone has him as a highly uh, defense player, but I'm going to say Devin Bush is definitely going to break out this year. I feel like he's going to have a big year on our defense. Yeah, I think, uh, man, that kid's impressive. I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we're seeing. I don't think Devin Bush is going to be at Michigan in 20, 2019. I'm just saying that. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think um, so either. He, um, but uh, you gave me you said Devin Devin Bush and you said Tariq Black. Uh, I, I'm excited to see Tariq, Tariq Black back in a uh, Michigan uniform. He may have lost something a, a little bit in his, uh, but I, I I don't know. He's he's a tough kid and uh, I don't know how, how much he he kind of really lost. I'm gonna give you mine. Um, my mine is uh, one I'm gonna do one on offense, one on defense. Uh, I'm gonna say Eddie McDoom. 
Um, we didn't see really a lot from him last year, and uh, he's really been quiet, I guess. And uh, yeah, yeah. He's kind of got, lo- got lost in that wide receiver bunch. And, uh, you know, I think maybe with Shea Patterson being there, uh, maybe he can – I can help Shea Patterson. He's an athletic guy mm-hmm. that maybe, maybe Shea, can, Shea can find out some wheel routes or some, um, you know, whatever what you have. Um, but – and then my my defensive player of the year – or not player of the year, my defensive uh, breakout player of the year. I'm going to go with Josh Josh Uchi from Miami, okay. Florida. Florida, I like him a lot. Um, there's a couple guys in that linebacker core that are really going to uh, you know, help Devin Bush out there back there, um, him, Drew Singleton, um, Ross, Josh Ross. So I, I, like, I, I like Josh Uchi. I think he's going to have maybe not, maybe not a breakout season, because um, he might be overshadowed by De- Devin Bush, but I feel like he's going to have a, a good season, a really good season back there. But I might be going out of limb on that one. I might be reaching on that one. I don't, I don't know. Hey, never know. You know, he could, he could not, you, you know, like you said, you know, not be, you know, make put up big numbers on that because you know he's going to be overshadowed by Winovich and Devin Bush and all that. But he, he, he has the, he will be able to disrupt plays, you know, make enough plays to where people recognize them and be like, oh, you know, this guy's going to be something special. It was kind of like Devin Bush when he was on special teams. All right, I'm going to run down here, knock your head off, make a name for myself, mm-hmm. and then now he's the starting linebacker. Yeah. Um, I almost said, yeah, the Dodgers, Tyler, I, 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 uh, I think people kind of saw it coming with Devin Bush a little bit. Don, I think Don Brown pushed pushed him really hard. Don Brown mm-hmm. pushed Devin Bush really hard to make him a good player. I almost said Aubrey Solomon. I almost said Aubrey Solomon, but I think I think it was it's so hard to pick up to pick one guy and one guy I definitely I mean, would watch. One guy I definitely would watch out for though is uh, Ambry Thomas. Um, I know he, Thomas. I don't think he, I don't I don't think maybe he's gonna have like a huge season by any marks, but uh, you know I think. He he's a guy that's been emerging in that in that DB mm-hmm. uh, group, and I like I like him. He's a humble kid, um, too. Yeah. So I, yeah, and I um, another one I had was Levert Hill. He's another. Yeah, player. I don't really think you can call him a break breakout year. Like a, a kind of a breakout year is kind of like unexpected, kind of like you know. Well, yeah, I don't but, think Levert Hill would be a breakout like an unexpected guy. I think he's probably the best guy in that secondary for Michigan. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess, I guess I wrote him down because you know he had, I haven't seen much about on the field. I mean, I'm saw him on the field and all that, but I just feel like you know he's capable of having a Jordan Lewis year, like Jordan Lewis did in his final year with Michigan. Yeah, Jordan Lewis. Uh, I think no one really, no one really wanted to target Jordan Lewis um, at Michigan. Uh, yeah, what Wisconsin found out. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, um, but you know, last year he he was a sophomore last year, so mm-hmm. I mean he didn't really do too much his first year at Michigan. So, but his his last last year, I mean he was all Big Ten second team. My coach is in. I don't know mentioned by the media. So, um, you know, I mean, I think he had a breakout season last year. Now this season, I think he's going to have just a uh, I think he's just gonna be bossing up out there. But. Right, bossing uh, up. Right, 
But hey, I can't. I, you can't go wrong with that pick. I think Levert Hill is a, uh, a great player, and uh, I think he's gonna follow his season last year with a good season this year, a great season this year. Him and David Long. Him and David Long. David Long is yeah another guy. Uh, I like Jamiric Woods too. Um, you know, I think he's gonna help out that uh, that safety group that's been struggling a lot. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not sold on I'm not sold on uh, Josh Metalist. I'm not sold on sold on him. I'm not. Got to got to got to tackle with your head up, bro. Yeah, I'm um, not sold on that. But um, I guess that's gonna bring us to the end of our episode today. Um, it's been great being with you guys. Um, we'll be here back here probably I'll say probably um, next week sometime, and uh, we'll. Keep you updated on that. Um, you can follow me me on Twitter, as always, MLKowalski17. Oh, that's my ha- handle. Go follow that. Go follow his handle. And then you, you weird. can follow <laughs> Hey, you got to put it out there, bro. No, I'm just joking. And uh, you can go ahead and follow me at T-R-A-W-W-R-O-W-E-2-4. Yes, I know it's long, but that's okay. I tell him to short. I tell him to short me. He won't short me though. But, yeah. Nah, I don't think Twitter will let me. I don't think Twitter short. Guys, shorten your Twitter handle, bro. <laughs> you guys be struggling trying to find me. I think you can find. I think you can. You can actually shorten your Twitter handle. You just don't want to. But it's all good though. Yeah. No, I don't want to. That's 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 true. Hey, <laughs> I, I each his own. Um, but anyways, you guys can uh, you guys can stream our episodes on Anchor. Um, iTunes and Google Play. All right, uh, it's always the uh, Go Blue. Go Blue.